coming up this week on Breaking Badness. Today we discuss Summer of TA569. The threat group is infecting an unnamed media company with sock ghoulish JavaScript malware, which is then uploaded to hundreds of newspaper websites. Next up, Typo Squatters writes, Phylum discovers dozens of PyPy packages caught dropping WASP info-stealing malware. And of course, our fun game, Two Truths and a Lie. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 138, recorded on November 7th, 2022. I'm your co-host, Kelsey, adding ghoul to the flames, LaBelle. With me co-host him, Pumpkin Spice Malware, Helming. And last, but certainly not least, special guest, Aaron, Supply Chain of Fools, G. Clef. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, everybody. Aaron, good to have you back. Thanks, yeah. Aaron, the guest of guests, it's nice to have you on today. Thanks. All right, Aaron, I'm putting you on the spot. Johnny on the spot, Aaron on the spot. W4SP, is that pronounced WASP? Is it W4SP? Tell me your thoughts. Oh, if you're going to pronounce P0NED as pwned, or P0WNED as pwned, then I think WASP should be WASP. Okay, okay. Tim, thoughts, objections? Yeah, that, no, that seems, I would I would concur with that. Plus, the owner of the amateur radio call sign W4SP might not want us, you know, misusing their call sign, assuming that that call sign is taken, which all the short ones like that pretty much are. So, mm. yeah. Well, I have to say, this is where the millennials, uh, millennials do have a little bit of uh, an edge, given the... Um, the aim away messages back in the day with the combination of caps and um, sentence case with a nice little tildes, some some numbers as letters in there. You know, this really prepared us for this moment. I mean, I think if we're going to talk about the advantages they have, it's going to be a long discussion. I mean, good grief. <laughs> I feel old sometimes, you know, when I'm out there shouting at clouds and whatnot. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, though. I don't care. <laughs> That's all that matters, Tim. That's all that matters. True, true. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's it's really nice to have everybody back. I can't believe that we're in the pumpkin spice malware season. Uh, we're well into it now. I mean, we're past Halloween. Oh, yeah. With, even though ghouls I mean, are coming up. It's it's decorative malware season, mother blankers, too. <laughs> Got to make that into a pump for, uh, a, for those a pumpkin sticker, a bumper sticker. If you don't know what I'm referring to, uh, you have to you have to go find it. It's about decorative gourds. But. It's pronounced decorative, Tim. I don't oh, know how many well, times. Oh boy, we're gonna have <laughs> I, we're gonna spend the whole show uh, arguing about pronunciation of things. That's cool though. That's that'll make a fun show. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's what the people want. Um, it's that's one of our many podcast themes, right? Like infosec and proper pronunciation. This week on Breaking Badness. Um, <laughs> excellent. Well, thank you both for being on. Let's talk about let's talk about the week, shall we? What's what's been going on? Um, 
<laughs> Everybody's over on Mastodon now. That's oh my gosh, God. that's a a real question. <laughs> Ironically, I want to put I want to put it as a Twitter poll to see are you on Mastodon? But it's oh, true. Oh, you should. I mean, the yeah. cheekiness of doing that is just delicious. I think you should do that. <laughs> that's the maybe we'll make it so. Um, I, I'm I'm raising my hand right now. I'm on Mastodon. I'm trying yep. it. I'm trying too. to be a cool kid. Yeah, it set it up last week. <laughs> I can't wait to like laugh at like my kid neighbor and be like, oh, you're only on TikTok? Or do you even know what Mastodon is? And just see what happens. <laughs> Finally be ahead of the curve. <laughs> bro, do you even Mastodon? Do you, bro, do you even Mastodon? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> but I think your point here is that there are other cybersecurity things that have happened this week. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. <sighs> It's possible. I mean, I'm just going to throw one out there, like uh, potentially, you know, just theoretically the summer just of TA 569. Just spitballing off the cuff, 100%, <laughs> throwing it against the wall. Um, <laughs> so uh, threat actors are using compromised infrastructure of an undisclosed media company to deploy the SOC ghoulish JavaScript malware framework, also known as fake updates. One word, camel case, of course on the website of hundreds of newspapers across the U.S. Um, you know, last, I think it was two episodes ago, I think I did like a, a goblin or a um, gremlin gremlin voice. I wish I had one for a ghoul. I don't know what a ghoul would sound like, but if anybody wants to give it a shot um, when describing sock ghoulish. I don't know either, but it might be something like this. <laughs> Whenever you purchase that effects technology it was like i must <laughs> have woken up smiling <laughs> and it's amazing um <laughs> that's fantastic well tim mr ghoul if you will uh halloween's over but we're still hearing about spooky Ooh. things like enter sock ghoulish i can't do it the way you can um but can you give us an overview of this malware? And, you know, have we seen it before amongst the other ghouls? Why, yes, we have. Like a vampire out of the coffin again, or a lonely ghost returning to its haunts, or the proverbial bad penny. Uh, this thing has indeed been seen before. It's part of this story now and will undoubtedly show up again in the future. So uh, in a PowerShell or well, actually a nutshell, since this malware doesn't actually use <laughs> PowerShell to install. Sock Ghoulish is uh, basically a piece of first stage uh, tooling whose purpose in life is really to facilitate later stages of compromise, such as the dreaded R word. Uh, and broadly speaking, this is what you'd consider a supply chain attack where the key compromise is to a provider that's trusted by a larger network of victim organizations, and then it spreads from there. Uh, the way it happens with Sock Ghoulish is that it injects malicious code into an otherwise benign JavaScript file. Is there really such a thing? Uh, well, we'll go with that. An otherwise benign JavaScript file gets loaded onto the media sites, which seem to be mostly newspapers, according to what I've read, uh, that depend on this unnamed company for video and advertising content. You could say almost that from our perspective, any JavaScript that helps distribute advertising content is already malicious, but I digress. Anyhow, uh, once it's in place, it causes the compromised victim to download later stage malware that is disguised as browser updates. Um, in fact, the uh, sock ghoulish JavaScript framework is also known as, as you pointed out earlier, fake updater. Uh, so you see these files like 
chrome.update.zip or firefox.update.zip, etc. Um, and those file names will slip by unnoticed some of the time, especially if the security controls haven't flagged them and you're at the stage where the only hope for detection is human eyes on logs and such or seeing the file itself, which when that's your last line of defense, you're probably not in a great place. Now, Tim, you, you've inspired me a little bit. Next year for Halloween, I want to get a group of hooligans together and we'll all dress up as ghouls and the the collective costume will be called squad ghouls. You know, like the kids oh, would say. The like kids the on kids Mastodon. <laughs> I you know, that I haven't heard that one in a while. It's kind of like on fleek, which I haven't heard anybody mention either, but maybe we should try to rehab these um these expressions here on Breaking Bad News. <laughs> We're going to make Fetch happen. And Tim, if you had finally watched Mean Girls, <laughs> you would understand the reference. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, that was your home. This is the one thing I asked you to do, Tim. Just go I watch know. Mean Girls. Jeez. Yeah. I tried to convince you I had downloaded it directly to my brain, but I think I failed <laughs> in convincing you of that. So, if anybody right. could do it, though. Uh, it would be you. Yes, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, how how is this attack? discovered these ghouls yeah well the excellent research team at proofpoint has been tracking uh, this malware and the actors who love it for a couple of years now so most recently here they observed uh, injections on a supplier which is this aforementioned undisclosed media company uh, that their research alludes to by the way again just to reiterate that undisclosed media company is not a uh, themselves a you know it's not like uh, CNN or Fox or something like that. It's some. It's a provider of this content. Anyway, uh, as to how the Proofpoint folks came to be looking for that to begin with, I can only assume it's because of the ongoing activities of this group that they are tracking as TA56 Summer of 69. Uh, they must have had some detection hits that match the TTPs of that group is what I'm guessing. Because otherwise, you know, <laughs> unless... Uh, well, you know, actually... Now that we put two and two together, it's possible that the reason is that that company is a Proofpoint customer and they might not want to name their customers. So that that could be it. And I don't blame them if that's the case. They're doing the right thing. Mm. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm thinking too, Tim, when you were mentioning about <laughs> the undisclosed media company, there was some basketball player a number of years ago that was like... If I was smart, I would have my name changed to an anonymous source or something like that. So every time they were quoted, <laughs> we just say an anonymous source. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Well, okay, if you can be meta world peace, uh, why couldn't you be an anonymous source? I mean, That's right. A, you know, it's a free country. It's a free country. I mean, it costs a lot to live here, but, you know, free indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least for now. I don't know. that. Well, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, Tim, the, uh, this is affecting a media company that's providing video and advertising content to major, news to major news outlets. Why would the media company be unnamed at this point? And you just pointed to it a little bit, but is there anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, so here? that was speculative. Like, maybe it's because they're a customer of Proofpoint. I have no idea. They, they may or may not be. But um, if, it, if it's not that, my assumption would be that either like A, there's ongoing investigations uh, happening, and so Proofpoint is trying to give some air cover to those investigations while they're working on it. Or B, uh, maybe they don't want to invite even more piling on 
compromise of that company or the media sites that are using it. So it may be basically a containment effort here, you know, is what a guy's trying to say. That that makes quite a bit of sense. And maybe we'll hear more later on about this undisclosed company. Um, and I'm just realizing, too, I think this is the second week in a row that we've given a shout out over to Proofpoint. Um, and I believe this is I'm assuming this is also shared to Grippo's team squad squad of yeah, not probably not the anti ghoul. Um, no, they definitely have squad goals, and I think they hit them all the time. They do. They absolutely do. So just another another shout-out to that team. Uh, Shara DeGrippo, by the way, on Mastodon. I'm telling you, that's where the cool kids are. If Sherrod's there, it's I'm I'm there. You know, that's that points me in the right direction. Her and her adorable dog are due north on the compass of life. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tim, when the victim downloads the fake update, is there any indication that that has occurred or how will they know they've been compromised and what they can do once they've realized that they have been compromised? You know, I would love to tell you all about that. But first of all, I have to say that Alyssa M. Infosec just followed me on Mastodon. So I <gasps> just, this is a great day. A great oh, day. I know. How do I even? How do I even continue and come back down to earth? But okay. So what? Uh, yeah. There's unfortunately there's nothing that obviously tell that obviously tells you that you've been pwned by this uh, this particular sock ghoulish malware. Um, instead, what you're going to find out is when the later whatever later stage tooling it is that it is set up to download. Um, whenever that occurs, so. If it's ransomware, which would probably be most commonly the case, or maybe some other kind of info stealer or some other nasty, that maybe is is unfortunately how you're going to find out that you got popped by this thing. Uh, there are some detections out for this proof point themselves, uh, say that they have some, but I think it's going to, you know, it'll be a minute before detections are very widespread and very reliable for this. So it's not super obvious when you have been... Uh, when you've downloaded one of these malicious updaters, um, if you weren't paying attention to the file that you installed. You mean when you've been P0WNED'd? Well, yeah, the zero isn't always there, by the way. There are, in the discourse on uh, the morphology of Pwned, uh, there are times when the zero is there and other times when the purists would say that it's simply PWN. So... You, you, you know, it's this may be a, a regional thing uh, from one part of the country <laughs> to another. I'm not sure. You know, those those people on the East Coast adding their their extra vowels and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Canadian poem is just very polite. <laughs> polite yeah. with the zero. You know, it probably has the zero because that helps you understand how to pronounce it. And that would mm-hmm. be very, That'd be very polite and kind and polite. Um, so. <laughs> Maybe we could map back with if we were to map back that moment in time where the zero either existed or did not exist. Would we call that the zero day? Uh, Oh, or the O day? You know, (laughs) at this point, oh god, yeah, just break open another one of these. Okay, so we jest, but you know, probably somebody's like PhD is going to be done on this. I mean. You mean they're P0 HD? (laughs) 
never letting this go. Erin's going, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> My wife is a linguist, actually. She studies stuff like this. So I'm like, oh, God, she's going to answer this question as soon as I ask her. Oh, my gosh. Is she available? Let's pull her on the podcast right now. Get an expert opinion. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. We'll hang out. Herself. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll she's wait. She's good. I think she's actually in a meeting right now herself. They're probably talking about when zeros were added to the word or taken away from the word pwned or added. I don't know. One of the two. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, I've got one more question for you outside of oh, the yeah, many that we've. The story. That's right. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so do we know what the security teams at these news outlets are doing to mitigate this? I mean, you've mentioned that detections are really challenging, and maybe remediation, or even as a, a as a victim, that's it's challenging. We're going to just continue to uncover more information, but you know, do do we know anything about what's being done to mitigate for this undisclosed media company? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we don't know that, unfortunately. I mean, I can think of some things that I would put in place if I were them, uh, but that's easy for me to do, uh, sitting here as I am in my ivory podcast tower. Uh, but there are some uh, some proxies and, and so forth that can detect specific file names. You can tell them to, to, you know, to alert and block on those things, or even to, uh, some of them can go as far as to do things like parse JavaScript and uh, that's being downloaded and so forth. So there are probably some protections in uh, security controls that can be put in place. But, you know, the, the, if we zoom out here, um, I think this is a good reminder, as every supply chain compromise is, that it's a reminder when we're working with third parties, uh, as, you know, every organization basically that's using software is, the amount of trust that we put in those third parties is a risk vector for us. And we're trusting who they trust and who they trust and so forth. It's misplaced trust all the way down. All I the mean, way down. That's, I know that's incredibly depressing. I mean, what a, what a <laughs> bummer note to end this, <laughs> this uh, particular story on, but this is the world we live in, you know, I, I have... don't make the rules here. <laughs> I have trust with her without a zero in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh trust. Okay. Well, Tim, now that you've depressed in high us, who put a silent Q on the beginning of his name for a while? That was cool. A silent Q. Yeah. <laughs> was it Tom Lair who joked about a guy? It was H E N three R Y, but the three was silent. Oh, <laughs> it would be. That sounds right. <laughs> oh, golly gee. Somebody should post this on Mastodon. Wow. The callbacks to Mastodon. Um, <laughs> brought to you by Elon <laughs> Musk. Um, all right. So, 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 so. Let's talk about this hoodie rating. So, Aaron, I'm going to ask you first. And just as a reminder to our audience, this is a zero to 10 rating. 10 is the, the, the bad end of that scale. And it's, of course, a play off the cliche of hackers and hoodies. How many defenders does it take to solve this problem? The, the more, the less merry, I guess, in this case. So what would you rate this at, Aaron, on, on your side? Sort of a five or a six, I'd say, because um, it's something that the clients can't really control. Um, and it's one of these things that can, especially with the ad sites, can target lots of people at once. So perhaps a half, I'm going to do a five and a half. So you're going <laughs> to get like a um, like a little bit warmer Bill Belichick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's, that's good. Okay. So Tim, would you agree with that? Are you on a, on the same rating wavelength here? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same neighborhood. I think, um, 
this has been fairly successful, it looks like, over a couple of years. So this is not the first occasion of sock ghoulish making the rounds. And uh, it, it has had some success and enabled um, groups like uh, Evil Corp and some of the other ransomware gangs that are fairly notorious. So, and because detections of it are, do not seem to be super widespread as we were pointing out. Yeah, I'll go straight down the middle, five hoodies, but you know, to keep it interesting, it's really, it's three hoodies and then uh, six top or uh, no, four more top halves of hoodies just to make it less useful. Let's see, do the math, carry not? the five. Do, uh, what was that exact ratio again? Was it five and a half there, Tim? Did I get that right? Well, so it's, no, it's five five hoodies. So three intact hoodies <laughs> and then four top halves of hoodies. Okay, so just 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 five. Actually, you know, don't, don't make it, let's not make it four top halves of hoodies. That's no fun. Let's make it four quadrants of hoodies. So one top quadrant, one left quadrant, one bottom quadrant, one right quadrant of a hoodie making up the, uh, uh, so then we'd need eight of those, I guess, if they're quadrants, because we got That's three true. more hoodies to make up beyond the three intact hoodies. So uh, have you got all this? I have. I am that meme right now, Julia Roberts with like, the geometric figures oh, yes. overlaid. That's my, that was my face. I've seen it. The is, yeah, it's I've seen it. If this was a visual podcast, a, a, a vlog of sorts, a video podcast, I guess you would say, then that, that would be my, my face uh, right now. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure everybody's uh, visualizing that. So as they should, you know, I've always thought to myself, my like left haunch is a little chilly. I could really use the bottom quadrant <laughs> <laughs> of a hoodie right about now just just say, gets when chilly I, when i feel that way i just think a dog you know one of the can i please paging a pet to, paging pet uh, to my left side yeah <laughs> left peanut to the left <laughs> gotta get your lefts and rights right okay oh golly um we were reading an article my wife and i about about dogs as one does um on a, a sunday night and it was mentioning that dogs have evolved in such a way that they're the um like how do you describe this there's like the the dog eyebrow and they can specifically move the top part of the eyebrow like what's closer to their snout nose area higher mm. to make their eyes look bigger and sadder so they've evolved in this way as domestic so animals. dog eyes. Mm. <laughs> Proven mm -hmm. by science. Scientifically adorable. Um, <laughs> so we don't get mad at them when they do bad things because they're so cute. And we did it to ourselves. We did it to yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we, we co-evolved this way. We put ourselves in this position of spending how many billions of dollars do we spend on dogs now? But you know what? That's fine. <laughs> like, they're worth it. They're very worth it. Um, oh, another thing from this this research was that they, they had done this study where um, dogs are watching people interact. And, and one, uh, one of the variables is someone grabs a clipboard from another person, takes it out of their hands. And the other is that the person hands the clipboard and the dogs seem to find themselves um, much more comfortable with the people that handed the clipper uh, the clipboard and that they were helpers they liked helpers which is just so cute that's so, um, so mr rogers 
Yeah, Mr. Rogers would have been like the ultimate dog man. Okay. You gotta think so. If he was not. I'm sure he was. I mean, if he's in the neighborhood, he's probably walking a dog. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that was so cute. And then, of course, my wife and I would be like helping each other extra around the house because we wanted our dog to like us more. I'd be like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep handing you clipboards uh, until the dog loves me more. Okay. Um, These don't taste good at all. (laughs) Yeah. There was a uh, a meme once I saw of like a dog kind of blurry with its nose, like staring very intently at the camera. And the caption was like, there are bones in there. And I was like, oh, my God, is that <laughs> is that what my dog's thinking? I'm just like one large bone to be picked at when I die. Constantly assessing, you know, <laughs> the likelihood and amount of bones in any particular object. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their own version of bone density. I was telling my in-laws, I was like, <laughs> if I die, please give Peanut my femur. I think she'll appreciate it. <laughs> I want her to know I'm gone and I want her to chew on me. That would be a good well, way to... I think to... this is another thing that science tells us, right? <laughs> is that uh, that if we die alone with our pets and they're, and they're there long enough, I mean, they're going to eat us. That's just like, they they're like, I love you and all, but... You know, fellas got to eat. So. Delicious. Mm. Put that in the will. Let the lawyer figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would love to give my bottom half to my dog. Bones only, please. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Anywho, um, <laughs> I don't know how to take us out to a break <laughs> that, better that than that. Dark. <laughs> that turned dark. <laughs> I'm gonna go give my dog a little treat, and then we'll be back for more Breaking Badness. And more, maybe more dog facts. Who knows? Well, hello there, Breaking Badness listener, and thanks for stopping by. If you're enjoying this pun fest masquerading as an InfoSec news show, please give us a review and a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And then visualization time again. Picture a friend, an acquaintance, a crush, a long lost family member. Someone you think might enjoy Breaking Badness. Got that person in mind? Good. Now visualize sharing Breaking Badness with them. If you're enjoying it, well, maybe they will too. And now, as our meditation moment draws to a close, let's rejoin our episode. Cheers! All right, good news. Still have all fingers and toes intact. She didn't hear me, you know, she oh. didn't like, she wasn't like, this is the moment that I get well, what I've been I, waiting I for. Think, I think science doesn't tell us that, you know, pets, when we're living, that pets will eat us. It's just if we happen to, you know, cross over to the other side and mm. uh, pet is left alone with us for an extended amount of time. So, so you're safe. You're safe. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> yeah. For now. Plus, plus <laughs> peanut. Come on. Peanut's such a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. She's really, she is a very evolved dog when you look at the eyebrow usage. Okay. She's <laughs> top of the line. One, you know, first percentile there. Everyone, we say she has resting sad face. Everyone thinks that like we deprive our dog of all things lovely. Um, when they meet her, they're like, she's so sad. I'm like, I promise we feed her. We love her. It's just her face. Okay. It's just how it is. Just accept it. <sighs> Anyway, all right, let's talk about typo squatters' rights. (laughs) (laughs) This is a perfect segue. Uh, So, Phylum researchers have discovered that two dozen Python packages on the PyPy 
registry that are pushing info stealing malware. So Aaron, this is a, this is a fun report, um, at least the way it's written. So let's start with who made the discovery. Can you give us some background on why or on who Phylum is and what they found? So yeah, Phylum is a supply chain auditing company. So this is kind of their bread and butter. Their thing is looking for these kind of supply chain attacks. Um, and what they found was that a bunch of packages on PyPy were simultaneously typo squats of common packages and clones of different common packages, but with backdoors added to them. Um, so for those of you that aren't deep in the Python world, um, PyPy is a library repository run by the Python Foundation for Python programmers. Basically, if you're using Python and you want to download a library from it that you don't already have, there are tools built into Python that will pull down these libraries from PyPy. The thing is, anybody can sign up to push libraries to PyPy, and you can push things to any name that isn't already taken. Um, so you can't you know, overwrite an existing package, but you can write anything that isn't already claimed. Um, and what happened here is someone signed up, they copied the code of an existing popular package, like requests, which makes some HTTP requests, modified the install script of it to include some malicious steps and uploaded it to PyPy. And then waited for somebody to mistype a library they wanted. And Bob's their uncle. Yep. And then they got him. Yeah. <laughs> they got him. <laughs> um, a little bit of a tangential question. Are all Python, uh, folks that use Python as their primary language, are, are, would you consider yourself a Slytherin? This is uh, ultimately, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> what does that say about someone? Okay. Um, I, th I believe they call themselves officially Pythonistas. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they're just not admitting that, yeah. of course, they have to be Slytherins. Right? Classic well, Slytherin, you know? Unless there's a false language that, sort of yeah. thing. The programming language itself is actually named for Monty Python. And so the number of Monty Python jokes across the language <sighs> is huge. That's the I best Easter that. egg I've ever heard. <laughs> so you'll hear so little things about spam show up all over the place. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Aaron, you just you just dropped some important insight. I've got to hope there are some, uh, some dead parrot uh, references in there, too. There are oh i want to say i think one of the um branches to try and speed up python was called dead parrot i don't remember but they there ha there have been parrot references in there also yeah they have to be um, <laughs> yeah no they've totally owned the we are based on monty python um, background <laughs> that is incredible um what a day. I mean, I got followed by Alyssa M on Mastodon, and now I learned this about Python. This is just <laughs> fabulous. I was this many days old when I learned what Python was named after. Um, well, Aaron, what exactly is an import injection? And have we seen this used before in other attacks? Or is this, is this, is this new? So, yeah, what they're doing, the way they're getting the malicious code into the victims is with an import injection. And what that is, is, um, oh, how do I say this? Python lets you import anything whenever you want um, in the code. So in other programming languages that aren't quite as dynamic as Python, normally you'd say at the beginning of your code, import this library, import that library, whatever. And then you'd go on with the rest of your code. In Python, you can do that, but you don't have to. You can put imports wherever you want. 
Um, and that's what these folks are taking advantage of is they're slipping an import in in a place where they don't think you'll see it. You know, maybe they push it all the way off the right side of the screen or they encode it uh, in a way that they then, you know, de-encode, but only for the um, interpreter. Um, and that's what they're doing here is they're taking regular code and just adding a little bit that says import this thing and then run this code off that, after that import. Okay. Well, okay. So in the report also, the researchers say the malware is based on an open source project called Evil Pip published mm -hmm. for educational purposes only. But what exactly do they mean by that phrase? <laughs> well, so Evil Pip is, I mean, it's up on GitHub. You can find Evil Pip on GitHub. Um, the idea is somebody basically put up a proof of concept framework for if I wanted to write a malicious Python package, here's how I would do it. Uh, their claimed intent was, you know, don't trust things you see on pip because they could look like this giant thing here. Uh, the problem is, of course, they don't want to be known for uploading malware. So they say, look, we did this to educate people. We did this to demonstrate a thing. Please don't be jerks about this and use this thing to destroy the world. Of course, people are gonna, because if they can just rip something out that says, this does exactly what I want, they're gonna do it. They will. They'll, they'll do that. <laughs> that, yes. It's, it's supply chain for <laughs> malware too, you know? <laughs> Today's- library, I'll use that. <laughs> this has been the supply chain episode, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Every time you- tools. What was that? <laughs> Would you say chain that of tools. the chain of tools, <laughs> the chain? <sighs> All right. Well, Aaron, final question for you. Uh, Phylum mentioned that this is an ongoing attack, but uh, do they have any recommendations for mitigations at this time or what should what should people look out for? I mean, the big thing is, unlike the thing that Tim was talking about, the victims have to actually do something here. They have to have mistyped a library that they're looking for. Um, you can't just take over a package. Well, you can, but I'll come back to that. Um, you can't normally just take over a regular package in PyPy. So the, you know, the big thing you can do is make sure you've actually typed your dependencies properly and that when you import things and pull things out from PyPy, you didn't typo what you, what you meant to pull. Um, the actual repositories themselves are starting to take this security more seriously. Um, one of the things that has come up with NPM, which is for the node package manager on the JavaScript side, is they have actually seen people taking over well-known uh, libraries uh, using domain names, actually, because the maintainer of the, of the package will register themselves with the, with the repository, and they'll use their email address, and then they forget about it and let their domain expire, and somebody registers the email address and does a password recovery on their NPM or PyPy account, and suddenly this person owns the library. That has happened a couple times. Uh, NPM has taken a policy to say any of the popular packages have to be doing two-factor authentication to be able to upload the new package. Python is thinking about that, but hasn't done it yet. So there's a couple of steps for this. The big one is really you know, double-check that you're not uh, typoing stuff. But on the actual provider side, they are looking at making sure that the important packages are not sort of stolen out from under folks interesting all right all i'm right. sure if they're just thinking about implementing it that'll that'll already help that should <laughs> do the I trick mean, npm is doing it they have taken and i forget what their cutoff is but they're actually sending out um security keys to the most popular packages uh, package maintainers out there um python is wrestling with it because i don't know if they have the money to and they're not sure that they can actually get their biggest maintainers to do it 
I think they need to have like a Pi Pi off Broadway fundraising event and it's a Monty Monty Python revival <laughs> to earn earn the necessary funds. I think it's that has that has to happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would go. I'd fly across the country <laughs> to see that. <laughs> Put it in the budget. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I, I would love to see something like that at PyCon. They'd probably do it. <laughs> oh, they have. That's a missed opportunity. When is PyCon? Oh, um, I don't know. I haven't. Last time I went was 2019. I haven't been recently. You know, I saw a, um, a video years ago of Fabs, uh, Fabian Serrier, FBZ on Twitter, and maybe maybe she's on Mastodon now. I don't know. Uh, singing a keynote address at some con. I don't remember which con it was, but at the piano singing the keynote that was fantastic <gasps> so you know it's kind of a precedent key note yes that's right a key of of d flat note <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic oh boy um somebody should do a um a play off of the classic bye 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 pie 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 that like there's something there also that there are many iterations here we could we could have some fun uh, all right. Well, Aaron, thanks for digging in there. It's something we should keep an eye on, especially for that Monty Python revival. Um, Tim, I think I think we both heard that he's going to do uh, some sort of keynote where he sings. That's how I'm choosing to take that. I believe that was a commitment. Yes. That was a commitment. Um, oh, I'm going to have to. Well, um, Tim, I'm going to actually ask you to sing your hoodie rating you, you can, whatever key you like, wherever you feel comfortable. Chain, 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 chain of tools. That's what I was getting at before. I think that my hoodie rating is uh, six. It's a little higher than the last story. I think, you know, when you've got these cases where there's a functionally limitless namespace and somebody can squat on you know, other familiar names in that namespace sounds kind of like something else that we look at a lot of the time. I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, you've got the, <laughs> you've got a pretty clear path toward impersonation and things that could slip by. And as we've already been talking about, supply chains are, uh, are just <laughs> the new hotness, unfortunately, probably not that new really in, uh, as attack vectors. So, this one is uh, seems kind of dangerous to me. I don't like it, and I'm giving it a hoodie rating of six. <laughs> it's serious enough where we're not doing hoodie math for this rating. <laughs> That's, right. That's how you know. Do weird hoodie geometry or Miller hoodies or anything. <laughs> Miller hoodies. All right, uh, Aaron G. Treblecliff. What would you say? Oh, uh, probably a. I'd put a five on this one. Um, I feel like it's limited a little bit. Um, because you have to still typo what you're trying to download. Um, but it is generally not cool. Yeah, and people do that all the time, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, well, it happens, I think, less often than in your browser. Because, um, you know, what'll happen in my case, because, you know, I'll, I'll write this stuff all the time, is I'll typo requests and, you know, I'll, when I'm writing something. And then, you know, my IDE will say, you haven't imported, you haven't downloaded requests before. All right, fine, I'll go over to, you know, the, the requirements file and put in requests. And then 
my idea will say, one of these is spelled differently. Which one did you mean? And that's when I will fix the wrong one. Um, Interesting. Yeah, good point. Huh. I, I will say, though, I am disappointed in both of you that neither of your answers were 3.14 for rating. I mean, I know you are thinking of the Defender, oh, but that was sitting right there boy, that in was front really of just, you. That was just a big mix, miss, wasn't it? <sighs> Very Sorry. irrational of you. <laughs> ah, ah. Well, ah. I'll get around to that soon. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go calculate some circumferences and then we'll be back for our game of two truths and a lie. <laughs> it is hard to square that circle, but we're working on it. <laughs> I wish I could come back with a circle pun. Like, is, is there something there with radius, diameter? I don't know. There, there's some low-hanging fruit there that I'm just missing. And I'm, I'm disappointed. It, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll come to you soon. <laughs> Do not fear. Just talking about circles is so pointless to me. <laughs> See? It <laughs> didn't take long. Oh, jeez. Alrighty, well, we've got to finish up now that we've we've shared some depressing news um, on all fronts, like our dogs eating our carcasses. Um, let's see what else. Tim, Tim, with some depressing news earlier about the internet. Um, <laughs> let's let's do something funny. Let's uh, play two truths and a lie. And this game is, as as you might imagine, um, where where I'm gonna say three statements, two of which are true, one of which is a lie. But rather than talking about myself. I'm going to share uh, byline titles, byline articles um, from this past week. And then uh, Tim and Aaron here are going to try to guess which one is in fact the lie. And there's this whole spread and point system. There are winners, there are losers, and there are liars. Um, those are usually the winners, I guess. So it's a little a little bit of a, a win-loss situation <laughs> regardless. Uh, Win-lose. Um, all right. Are you two ready to go? Sure. All right. Yep. Let's let's hit it. Ba-da-da. All right. Statement number one. A new take on the rom-com. Threat actor behind RAT, as in capital R-A-T, Remote Access Trojan, is now back at it and abusing well-known software brands for distribution. That is statement number one. Statement number two. Alma Observatory in Chile. Observes and shuts down cyber attack. Statement number three. Checkmate. Phishing emails target verified accounts in preparation for monthly fee associated with the Twitter blue checkmark. Oh, I feel like the third one is pretty obviously true. I've seen it happening um <laughs> but there have been cases i believe on this show where a thing was in fact true but the person who made up that thing for two truths and a lie didn't 
realize that it was true <laughs> at the time. And so it was a lie for them, which makes it quite a conundrum. Oh, yes. Um, what I do mean, we that's, grade that's that just, as? Like an ignorance? Yeah, you right. get one exactly. ignorance hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Aaron, continue. Yeah, so I, I feel like given all the chaos at Twitter and, well, yeah, given all the chaos at Twitter, I would not be all surprised to see phishing attacks ramping up. On the other hand, if everybody can buy check marks, the value of phishing people for check marks might go down. Hmm. Um. What was the first one again? The first one is a new take on the rom-com. Threat actor behind Rat is now back at it and abusing well-known software brands for distribution. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have heard of the rom-com malware, although I can't place if that was recently. I, I'm going to do something perhaps unexpected here. I actually am going to go with the third one. Uh, I haven't seen that headline. It's entirely plausible. I, Aaron's seen it happening. Uh, but I don't know that I've seen that written up and I feel like maybe I've heard about the other two, although it could be one of those where, yeah, there's an element of the other two that is true, but you have created a fake story out of the, <laughs> the other part of it. Anyway, so I don't know. I feel always like I'm standing on a edge of a high dive and uh, taking a chance here with these things, but I'm going to go with the third one. I'm going to go with the second one because I feel like I recognize the first and third. Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance on mm -hmm. me. All right. Tim. Tim, 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 yes. Tim, Tim. Yes, Kelsey. Unfortunately, these phishing emails I ref referenced, they are, this is happening. Um, they're, they, they, he, that's true. That That is true. Um, Bummer. Aaron. Mm -hmm. Aaron, 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 <laughs> you are correct. The Alma Observatory in Chile did not observe and shut down a cyber attack. Unfortunately, they were shut down oh, due to a cyber attack. See, I knew that that might have been how you did this. I saw the story about that, and then I'm going, well, God, did they... Did they survive it or did they not survive it? I can't remember. I actually personally attacked you on that one, Tim. <laughs> I was like, this is the kind of thing that Tim would be very aware of for an observe, if you will. And so I was like, I am 100% coming after you for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Out of true love. Well, it worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a, a, a personal attack out of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well and i had also seen the rom-com story but i couldn't remember you know the the details and so that you could have obfuscated that one and i and gotten me probably on it also the rom-com and the blue checks one i just thought yeah i mean it's got to be happening i just didn't remember seeing a story about it it's <laughs> happening i i'm with you ian where or whoa 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 i'm with you aaron <laughs> i don't know where i am what happened in the space-time continuum suddenly it was last week um <laughs> the um i've 
wow, I just knocked myself totally off balance. Please edit that part out. <laughs> I'm with you, Aaron, where I was seeing that all over Twitter. Um, and a number of folks had bitten on it and they were, they felt bad, but then everybody was saying this is pretty well, well done at, well done phishing emails from what I could see. Yeah. I mean, I do wonder what the value of it is from next week onwards. Cause if you can just pay eight bucks and have a blue check mark, phishing those accounts becomes a lot less valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh boy. Well, yep. Tomorrow, I think it's it's supposed to start Wednesday, right? They're waiting till after the midterms, which in are tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I don't know if you saw the chaos that was happening on Twitter yesterday, where a bunch of people who had check marks decided to just go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> um, there were a couple accounts that changed their profile pictures to Elon Musk's picture, changed their name to Elon Musk, and just started. Oh, I've stuff seen up. these. I've seen these. Oh, there are some brilliant ones. Yeah, uh, most of which I can't really say on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, no, they're not. They're one. not safe for a family <laughs> show at all. <laughs> this is a family were, show, but, Tim. <laughs> but brilliant. Well, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, tell oh, people golly. who had gone through the whole process of getting validated just decided, I'm done with Twitter and I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Um, <laughs> I'm going back to MySpace, okay? Tom's been waiting for this moment. <laughs> we have the servers. To go out. Oh, gosh. Well, that will all be very interesting to keep an eye on. Um, just noting that uh, Friday is Veterans Day, so just a shout out to all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. Um, Indeed. So just just thinking of you. I know this uh, podcast will be coming out just a few days before, but hope everyone enjoys that that day away and can reflect on um, what those folks have done for us. And yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. Happy Breaking Badness episode one thirty eight. We'll be back for more here. Bye bye everyone. Uh, goodbye now. that's about all we have for this week you can find us on twitter at domain tools all of the articles and iocs mentioned today will be included in our blog post which can be found at domaintools.com slash resources slash podcasts catch us every wednesday at 9 a.m pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog we'll see you next week on another episode of breaking badness until then remember don't drink and click